Eagle looking great. Here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. My name is Chris. And my name is Anthony. Here on the Sci-Fi Wise Guys, we watch and review visual entertainment media that usually includes movies, television shows, web originals, distribute originals. Um, what was that What was that one that they said for... Um... Distribute originals? No, I already said that. Um, no. The other one. No, no, no. It's like an official term. Web series. Web, seri- uh, web, web television series. series. Yeah, web television series. Short films. Not to be confused with web TV, completely yeah. different thing. <laughs> People even web TV anymore? I don't think you can. Uh, just pretty much, you know, like I said, visual entertainment media, the umbrella term. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. I want to add to your intro and say that we do specifically science fiction and science fiction adjacent yeah. media. I guess. Usually. It's important. It's still the it's title. Important. It if is they click the on name. the podcast and we don't talk about sci-fi, that's our problem, not this. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> I'm doing well. We're, we've got the the odd Friday stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think everyone knows because they clicked on the pod. Like we bury the lead on what we're watching or what we're reviewing often, but we talk about it in the title of the episode and in the uh, the description of the episode. So yeah. I don't know why we hide it, but we're going to be talking about Lower Decks today, uh, episodes two, three, and four of season three. Seasons one and two, we did every episode of Lower Decks got its own episode of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. But uh, honestly, there are a lot of other Star Trek-oriented podcasts out there. So if you want to do a week-by-week, you can hang out with them. We're going to watch it, so we're going to use it and talk about it anyway. So we figured we'd you know, make an episode out of it. But yeah. we're kind of spreading it out a bit, uh, just so we can fit in some other things, that type of thing. And we gave you guys too many bonus episodes. We did. seasons. So you'll just We did. To... Y'all are a bit spoiled as an yeah, audience. Suck it up. Uh, so this is what you get now. Uh, if you want us to do individual episodes moving forward... Uh, Beg for it. Yeah. Yeah. Patreon.com forward slash sci-fi wise guys. <laughs> which is which is not don't do that. No, we don't don't do that. Uh don't give us money. We have no please. It. I mean, yeah, I mean yes, but like Vimeo or something. Like hit me up on sci fi wise guys at gmail.com. We'll we'll tell you where to send the check. Yeah. Actually, we should probably get a well, you know what? That's I don't want to talk about the Patreon thing today. Yeah, I'm not about asking people for money for my hobby. No, no, no. I just meant like the all the the controversy going on. Apparently, there's like a bunch of stuff going down with the like the executive board of Patreon. Oh, really? I've yeah. not heard any of that. Apparently, we can talk they about laid that. off a bunch of their staff or something. Ooh. So, so we will definitely not. So we're on OnlyFans. OnlyFans.com/slash. <laughs> Chris and Anthony. <laughs> You'll just get pics of our Star Trek merch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't actually own any Star Trek merch. Really? I have a few. I moved one into frame. I don't know if you can... I, yeah, no, it's the other your other shoulder. I can see that. Is that uh, signed or just framed? Uh, Star no, Trek's a, a next generation cast photo. It's a plaque, yeah. Oh, a plaque. Very nice. Yeah. It's got a little bit of a glare, so it's hard. It's oh. a, not, not a lot, just a little bit, so I couldn't tell if it was, uh, was signed or anything. Oh, he's, he's going and grabbing it. Oh, that's lar- a lot larger than I anticipated. Oh, season one cast. Yeah, I see some right. Tasha Yar. I see the bad haircut on uh, Troy to boldly go where no one has gone before. Fantastic. That was a, a birthday gift from our good friend Kelly. Oh, very nice. She also got me. Oh, is that a like a heart locket that you would like a heart, like, yeah, like a necklace or yeah, whatever, yeah. but it's like half of the Star Trek Delta instead of a heart? Yeah, I like it because it, it, it looks like the necklace that Khan wears. A like little. He wears the broken insignia. Oh, that's really cool. Actually, no, I don't. I mean, I had some Star Trek, I guess you would call them toys uh, growing up. I had some next generation action figures. I had Picard and Riker in dress uniform. 
I had a bunch of the micro machines too, like and like the, some diecast metal little mo- mini models. But all that's long gone. None of that survived the nineties. I should oh. say. I got something that survived the nineties because it, um, and this was also supposed to be your Christmas present last year. So oh. happy late Christmas, I guess. Uh, oh, Benjamin Cisco yeah. pre beard. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. But yeah, yeah, he's, he's a, uh, man, he's great. He's got a phaser tricorder. I'm interested. Yeah. It was really weird. Uh, you froze on my screen, but your feed was unfrozen going to the live stream. That was really interesting. <laughs> so that is definitely uh, my internet problem. <laughs> cool, cool. No, I kind of cut down on my memorabilia, you know, coming out of my 20s, my collectibles, if you will. I'm um, trying to be a bit more practical with it. I am wearing. Oh, pr- yeah. It might be reversed. I'm not. Nope, it's not reversed. No, I can see it. FP Fest 2022. <gasps> uh, in the back of it. Are you ready? I'm ready. My body's ready. Let's, let's let's see if I can turn around with these headphones. <laughs> Omega Gangsta mode. Yeah. Last year's was exactly like this for the Omega Gangsta tier or whatever support, but it wasn't gold. So, you know what oh. that means? Next year it'll be platinum? No, that means that these are air dry only. Oh. And uh, <laughs> I'm never going to wear them again. Frame it. I also... Uh, so FP Fest 2022 is this weekend. So this episode, we're recording it on Friday. This episode releases on Monday. So between recording this episode and releasing this episode, I would have participated in three days of FP Fest. So mm-hmm. there's going to do live commentary for uh, FP 1, 2, and 3, and then the premiere of FP 4 Evs. Mm. Super excited. Plus some other other things. I'm going to do a meet and greet with uh, JTRO on Sunday. That should be fun. Hopefully I will not be so blacked out that I miss the new movie this year. Although I have started sipping a little... Uh, a little something that someone got. Peach lemonade Smirnoff. Ugh. All right. Yeah. It's okay. Well, <laughs> they bought a variety pack and they can't do anything peach. They're allergic. So I'm like, okay, I'll take oh, these four or whatever. I see. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah. I've never heard of anyone being allergic to peach. Lots of people are allergic to peaches. It's a very common fruit to be allergic to. Yeah, yeah. So next week, well, whether that's you watching the live streams and checking us out or, or waiting a full week to hear about it, I'm going to talk about it a whole lot. <laughs> It's going to be fantastic. So that's my weekend. Yeah, man. I'm sorry I, I can't go to the FP Fests this right. weekend. was not the plan that I wanted to have. It's all good in the hood. Or if do people still say that? Did I just like... No, nah, you're bringing it back. It's retro. Oh, oh, it's, is it retro? I, I've been saying the word dope recently. Is that is that retro dope. as well? Do people still say, oh, that's dope? That's dope. I say that. I say I know, but like I don't know if me and you are the best people to gauge whether something is cool oh. or in vogue. I may not and be... I think I think I've very much established that I'm not cool because I just use the term in vogue. I don't keep up with the kids. Not like, at all. In terms of their their vernacular, but... Not since yeet. I do stay abreast. A frequent urban dictionary. Mm. So I, I'm usually in the know. I just don't use it. because I have coworkers with teenage children. Mm. So I, I get it third hand, second hand, yeah. second hand. So you get it from me third hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not joking. I think when I think yeet is the last new word yeet. that I learned. Oh. Yeet, <laughs> which was like six months after on fleek. You know what oh. I mean? Yeah. I, I I intentionally use yeet out of context. I use it as a, a replacement of the word yes. So that's fine. I yeah. had someone at work use the term ratchet the other day. <laughs> that's not new. And it's not new, uh. but it felt. At, like I was like, okay, I don't know if you're young or if you're trying too hard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of trying too hard. Yeah. We watched a show. We talked about it already. Episodes two, three, and four of Lower Decks. 
Let's go ahead and break these episodes down. Trying too hard was episode two, right? Did I nail that one? <laughs> that's good. I was, just, I was yeah. just going for it. No, that's really good. Let's see if I have the right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, right here. Least dangerous game. There you go. <laughs> Fantastic. It. So, uh, uh, season three, episode one has been reviewed on the podcast. So you can go back a few weeks and check that out. Uh, episode is called Big Strong Pod. And I believe it is episode number two, 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 130. Mm. Yeah. So episode two of season three, The Least Dangerous Game on a Tropical Paradise Planet, Mariner questions Commander Ransom on how he structures his away team. Boimler makes a bold career decision. <laughs> this is uh, sitting at a 7.8 out of 10. So tied with episode one for its uh, IMDb rating specifically. Okay. And that's all the facts. It's just a single episode. Nothing, uh, nothing right. more. So, how did you, uh, how did you like this episode, Chris? I enjoyed this episode. Obviously, uh, bat lesson. I, I didn't even recognize what the other word was. I didn't even know how to say it, so I just, oh yeah. But this is one of those funny Star Trek things that happens where there's an A story and a B story, and they're both about the same thing. Mm-hmm. They're just mm-hmm. telling that story in two different ways, and I thought it really worked in this episode. We talked about Mariner and Commander Ransom. There's a a planet. Who's and I think this is a reference back to to season one of TNG, the, the first one that I can remember, where they go to a planet where everyone it's like hedonistic. Yeah, um, yeah. Everyone where they tried to kill Wesley Crusher. Yeah, yeah, because he stepped on some flowers. Yep. Great job, guys. Like Mariner even comments on it. Oh, is this one of those planets where everything's based on well-being or healthness or healthness? Yeah. Healthness. Uh, that's the name of this episode. Yep. Healthness. So Boimler is like, I'm just going to, he becomes a yes man, literally. Yep. Like they, they steal a bit from Jim Carrey, whatever, no big deal. And then he just says yes to everything, and he ends up having to be hunted by Mr. Krantz. Cranch? Which is, it's probably a reference to the Voyager uh, antagonists that hunted yeah. other sentient creatures. But my first thought is always the episode of Deep Space Nine where they find the creature that is being hunted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's most likely a reference to Voyager. But I thought first of Deep Space Nine because I love that episode. Yeah. No, I thought of Deep Space Nine first as well. Okay. So. Yeah. The better of the spinoffs. Yeah. I said it. <laughs> it's all right. The fight. And then so I'm not. I'm not, I, I agree. not you. Not you. Everyone else. <laughs> the internet. The, the internet. The fight me, internet. No, and it's all about respecting the culture. Ransom says it. Hey, man, you got to respect their culture, bro. I thought it was really neat. How about you? This is one of those episodes where Mariner is both right and wrong at the same time, right? Like, she's correct. Ransom is doing the wrong thing. She's wrong. She shouldn't go against it because nothing bad is happening yet until it's about to. And then he changes his mind and he fixes it. I liked the hunting bit. I love that it was a catch and release program. (laughs) I was like, why is no one worried about this? I don't know why. Like, it's one of those things that's so simple of an answer. Why didn't I think of that? I didn't because I'm not a writer. I'm not creative at all. That's why I'm on this podcast. So I loved that. I love the Is bold Boimler. I love that, that. Did you insult me just now? <laughs> yeah, you were collateral damage. Sorry. <laughs> and I like that the the Boyd Boimler, Boimler thing continued into the other episodes. It wasn't just like a yeah. one-off. The Star Trek 2009 jumping off the space mm-hmm. elevator bit twice. That was fantastic. Episodes really, really good in making indirect references because we got a reference to Voyager. We got a references, reference to TNG. We got a reference to the 2009 uh, Star Trek soft, hard reboot Kelvinverse thing. Uh, and then we got uh, Deep Space Nine 
kind of with the uh, the D and D stand in with the Klingons, mm-hmm. where they mention the Frangi, and there's a D Space Nine, yeah, Martok, and there's a D Space Nine uh, like music beat near the end as well. So they they really spread it out, and it, it's not like any direct references. I think a lot of a lot of episodes, especially I'm thinking of the one where they're on the treasure hoarder ship. An episode mm-hmm. or in season one where it's just tons of direct references look it's giant spock look it's that thing blah blah yeah. blah this is a lot of indirect references like it f- makes the world of star trek feel uh, feel lived in if that makes sense mm-hmm. it doesn't feel cheap so i i really enjoyed this episode I, I think it actually spoiler alert it might be my favorite episode out of the trio here batleths and Bichnoch. yeah let me put that up on the screen here i think i'm pronouncing that correctly yeah sure Bichnoch. yeah 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 i'm looking I like- at the the Klingon wiki. I like that they, uh, I like the and is almost the Dungeons and Dragons ampersand there. Yeah. <laughs> the commentary on microtransactions. Very nice. Very, very nice. There was also a reference to Predator. Uh, I don't. Bick Notch. Was there a reference? I mean, it yeah, makes what, sense that there would be considering what's happening, but I don't when recall he, it. When he rips his tooth out and he like covers oh, him with his blood. Like that, that's yes, from ADP. That is from, yes, it is. Yeah, so. I don't think he uses his tooth in Aliens versus Predator. I think he just uses one of his. Like one of the digits or something. Claws yeah. or something. Yeah, it's really good. That's right. Man. Uh, well, the sentient computer and the sentient, like, oh, the uh, psychic baby, baby. Psychic yeah. baby. Like, they were just like, uh, both of them. The society is yeah. real messed up. <laughs> He's like, we're not sure which one it is. They, they, they're they kind of <laughs> not really being clear on it. <laughs> and then it shows up and it's both of them and the volcano. It's yeah. a, it's a <laughs> checks and balances. <laughs> Oh, man. I like that Ransom saves the day with his physique. Well, I mean, I mean Commander, Commander yeah. Ransom is handsome. Yeah, he is a handsome man. <laughs> uh, we got to see cetacean, cetacean Ops again. Cetacean. 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 I've been yeah. drinking. Cetacean Ops again. Don't <laughs> When they, they get mad at him for jumping in there without cleaning yeah. with his shoes or whatever. It's like, like, we live in here. That's rude. I'm like, yeah, that, <laughs> that makes total sense. Overall, I think 7.8's maybe a little low with this one. I'd call I'd give it an eight. I think solid. It, it might just be that as a follow-up episode to Grounded, which I think mm. is really, really, really good. It might just be like this is it's one of those episodes, and we talked about it when we worked when we talked with Roe from the Scuttlebutt, the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast. Shout out. Yeah. This is one of those episodes where it's like it's pure filler. The only thing about this episode that even really matters is that bold Boimler becomes a thing because it's the only time anything from this episode is referenced in another one. Now, it is possible. It is possible that something may come up later on in the season or next season or something like that. So I'm just saying like maybe people are just thinking, oh, this is just a filler episode, so I'm not going to rate it as high. I mean, let's be honest, man. Nine out of 10 episodes in Lower Decks are filler episodes. Like the whole, they're very, very self-contained. They're supposed sure. to be funny. It's not supposed to be con- like a continuous story. So I, I don't know. I just think it's yeah. rated a little low for, for everything that was going on. But I will say, like, when I said all of those things, that's a lot. They squeezed yeah. a lot into this episode, especially without making it feel cheap, you mm-hmm. know? Like, it's it is high effort for sure. Yeah. No, I'm just... I'm just- Pretend, I'm projecting my thoughts onto what the consciousness oh, consciousness sure. thinks. So. Yeah. Would you? We're gonna do this with every episode here. But would you rate this above or below Grounded? Um, it's not as good as Grounded. No. Okay. Okay. So I would rate it above Grounded, but Grounded is really good. Um, nothing. Not taking anything away from that. So I think for me, Grounded just does something for Star Trek that this episode doesn't do. If that makes sense. 
It put like grounded does a lot for like perspective. It does. That's true. So. It is a bigger story. And we got Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. KG, my man. Main. Shout out. G. Um, <laughs> I don't want to do the Kelsey Grammer bit because I think we know who Kelsey Grammer is. Kelsey Grammer yeah. is the captain. Yeah, Captain Batesman. Yeah. yeah, Batesman. And he wasn't in this episode. Therefore, Kelsey Grammer's not in this episode. But did you have an idiot of this episode? It might be Billups because he's got an Audi. <laughs> We showed him our midriffs, and he's got an Audi. They're going to sacrifice him to the I, volcano. Uh, did you catch yeah. the joke where he was like, he's like, hey, man, go on down there and don't become a king, huh? 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, keep it in your pants, Billups. <laughs> protect yeah, really protect his virginity. <laughs> great. Dude, that's that awesome. episode was fantastic. Oh, great callback. Awesome. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the next episode. Who's your idiot? You didn't tell me. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> it's got to be ransom. Okay. Uh, because sure? he, he let his he let his feelings uh, of wanting to control and give yeah, like true. give Manor a, a hard time get in the way of what was best for the mission mm-hmm. for far too long. Like the initial bit, I'm, he's like trying to teach a lesson. I'm like, okay. But as soon as it starts to not work out, you gotta let that ego go. You gotta sure. you gotta fix it. So they wouldn't have been in a bad position if Ransom had stepped in earlier. So I'm gonna make him my idiot of the of the episode. That's why he is the first officer, not the captain. So yeah, because I, I don't know if there's a lot of uh, <laughs> promotion options for the first officer of Captain Freeman of the Cerritos. <laughs> well, we find out soon that you know maybe that's not such a bad position to be in. Maybe, maybe. So. All right, moving on to season three, episode three. Mining the Mines Mines. On a remote science outpost, stone orbs are bringing fantasies to life. Tindy starts her first day as a senior science officer trainee. This is sitting at 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Mm. So a slight dip on this this episode. What'd you think? I really enjoyed this episode. The idea of being trapped by something that shows you your fantasy, like what you want, and that being what traps you, uh, is mm-hmm. very classic, cheesy, corny Star Trek, right? Yeah. Like that's that's like that's, well, that's like the that could first... have been in any other series of Star Trek besides maybe Discovery. It would have fit anywhere else, yeah. and that is like it's like a quintessential Star Trek plot device. And right. the fact that it's only in the cold, like the fact that it, coming out of the cold open, some other better ship has figured it all out and we're the Cerritos has left to like fix it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's also like very lower decks approach to it. Uh, so I, I love the premise of this episode. Dr. Leah Brahms shows up or a, a, fan, a fantasy projection of Dr. Leah Brahms shows up, which is just mm, chef's kiss. Fantastic. Yeah. Is that Dr. Brahms? Yeah, man. <laughs> Voiced by the same actress from TNG, which of course it is, right? I don't think they would even, I don't think they would make this joke without her being on board. That's how dedicated this, uh, this show seems to be. Love this episode. We also got probably the best imagery we're ever going to get from Lower Decks. And you know what I'm talking about. Um, you might have to illuminate me. Or here, let me, let me go and share it on screen. Killer Klingon clowns with batleth arms. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh, is that like a per- is that a purple heart is that what that's supposed to be behind them yeah. i have no idea i know I'm not sure. the snake borg or the whatever. snake the giant snake borg yes but <laughs> these things just caught me off guard so bad 
Like it's yeah. it, but a Klingon with blades for, but not real blades, but Batleth, and there's blood on them. Like there's so many layers to this. Oh uh, man! If I may, for just a second, please. Back to Doctor Brahms. I have a I have a really stupid joke that I use on people whenever I drive by a Brahms. Oh, like a Brahms, like ice cream or grocer or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm always like, hey, you know, those are named after famous scientists, Doctor Leah Brahms. And people are just like. What? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's real famous. And then she's real famous. Yeah. She helped design the Enterprise D. And at that point, they're like, oh, okay, uh, well, the engines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to laugh out of someone in chat. There you yeah. go. Uh, there's, there are three people that laugh at that joke. Two of them are on video right now. One's listening. <laughs> it's a bad joke. No, it's great. It's meta. And, Is it the only the only people that'll get it are Star Trek people? Anyways, Wait, can we man one day we should just watch those two episodes of TNG? Sure, <laughs> maybe we could watch it during um, Spocktober. <laughs> They're so bad. Not, I mean, the first one's okay, but the, I don't know, man. The Jordy being unable to talk to women bit is uh i don't know it's cringy i know it's supposed to be cringy but that that's just where i'm at i'm sorry he just he just <laughs> doesn't got any game man he just doesn't get it zero game yeah jennifer shows back up in this episode albeit a mm-hmm. fantasy version of her so they, i like that they've like established yes she's still around she's just not important and i'm down for that like i get it that's that's perfect i felt that captain freeman and captain mayor uh, yeah. going back and forth with each other over the rock was a bit childish, but but par for the course for the show. <laughs> How do you like the uh, the therapist character, the ship's counselor? The bird guy? The bird man, yes. <laughs> this is the first time I've heard him actually say words. Like, I know he's spoken in other episodes, but this is the yeah. only time I can remember him actually being involved in anything. Like an actual plot? Aside from just being a background extra. Like, yeah. I feel like this is the only time I've ever heard this person get involved. So that should tell sure. you everything I feel about <laughs> this character. I appreciate that he, like, is wearing Fraser's jacket. <laughs> like, he gets, why does he get a special uniform? Just like, why did Deanna Troy get a special uniform as ship's counselor? It makes people feel welcome. They're yeah. not, she's not wearing a uniform. You know, he might be a civilian. Who knows? It was always weird to me that the ship's counselor was also a member of Starfleet. I feel like that would be like a contractor job or like a civilian position. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, you. I mean, I I assume in the real United States military, they have doctors of psychiatry and they do, and they're civilians for the most part. So, but you know, who knows? Who knows? I can't tell you. I love his character. Do you think that Tendi was deliberately assigned him because he is worthless as like part of her test? Like she ends up getting a mentor in Dr. Cat, right? Yeah. (laughs) How dare you? Dr. John, whatever. Anyways, in this episode, who is fantastic in every scene she's in, honestly. The whole like about to saw off that guy's foot, amazing. Overall... I really, really like this episode, and I realize we've gone back and forth. I really like this episode. I think it's on par with the previous one, the least dangerous game. But how did you how did you feel about it? I liked it. I think on par is probably the right word. There's a lot of we talk we talk about classic Trek mm-hmm. with the uh, the fantasy things because that's a very famous episode of TOS. And then using Starfleet tech or Federation tech to spy on the Federation, like like that's also that's like modern trek a little yeah the mix and match there is really cool it reminded me more of the the, there's the tng episode where they go to like the edge of known space and all of their thoughts start coming true that's more the impression i got oh i gotcha no no i definitely thought well because that there's that episode of tos where the planet is 
but it like provides you with your fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. So. I hadn't really, I didn't really thought of that. I was, mm-hmm. I went right to like, if there's a TNG reference to be made, I'm there. No, I gotcha. And I just forget the rest, but no, you're right. You're probably right. Well, I definitely forgot that episode existed. Until that's fine. It's it. not, that's <laughs> not a big deal if you do. What's the one with the traveler, right? Uh, yeah, it's the first one with the traveler. Yeah. So we could just take out the traveler episodes. It'll what be a, okay. What a stupid character. He's a what cool an absolutely character. stupid hey. plot and stupid character and stupid story. And I'm so glad that it's gone until he returns into Star Trek Online. <laughs> and then he returns in spoilers. Sorry, <sighs> I interrupted. How did you no, <laughs> continue no, on this episode? It's, Not the no, Traveler episode. Yeah, this this thank, episode of Lower I don't want to talk about the Traveler ever again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even want to watch a movie that has the word Traveler in it. Uh, for this particular episode, I really like Tindy as a character. I think she's subverting a lot of like tropes that you would assign the alien woman. Sure, like, yeah. Like like yeah. that's a trope in and of itself, the, the, the green woman or the green alien girl, whatever it's called. Yeah, the green alien woman's but in the yeah. unaired, in the cage, in the first yeah. episode of TOS, yeah. She's an Orion, and like they're supposed to be these like very hedonistic, like like that's how they're portrayed in other mm-hmm. versions mm-hmm. of Trek. No, no, you're And she's right. the exact opposite. Like I don't think they would, because it's not like the show is shying away from sex or sure. not necessarily sex, but like sexy like it's not it's not shying away from that type of humor so the fact that they're not doing it with her i think is really cool because i th- i think that would wear out its welcome pretty fast on one of the main characters but as a scientist she like she's the token scientist in a way uh sure she, like l- next episode she's got that stupid blobby thing yeah i just think of how many beakers i could fit in this room yeah or no i would have so much room for beakers i think but whichever like, i i do think she got assigned the doctor guy only because he just happens to be a science officer <laughs> and she and her mentor can't be the doctor because that's her boss yeah. yeah and so i think she just gets that assignment by default i mean i guess t- the stellar cartography yeah uh, that's like, a science she could have like hooked up with a dolphin mentor <laughs> yeah. you know right yeah i i will say about your your bit with tindy mike mcmahon creator of the show okay is on record saying that he he wanted it that he created tindy to go against those stereotypes because he hated them he mm. thought they were narrow-minded they thought he thought that they were they didn't have a place in modern trek and he wanted to kind of salvage the orions especially female orions yeah, with Tindy, and I think he's doing a great job of it personally. Yeah, and, and I, she mentioned several, like in several episodes, I think in the first or second season, where she she's like, "That's a generalization. Not all Orions are like that." Right. That's a myth. <laughs> so very cool. No, I didn't know that by Mikey Mikey McMahon. Mikey, uh, huh? Y'all on a first name basis? You well, gotta, I, I, I butchered his name in the on the first episode, so I'm just gonna. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Well, we can decide between Mahan McMahon McMahon oh, or whatever. Yeah, that's just that's just you. Yeah, definitely me. Yeah. So I, I really I really like Tindy as a character. I think she's a lot of fun. She's just got a really cute giggle. That's all I'm gonna say. She's yeah, just, sure. She makes me happy on the inside. I think her getting her own little plot line this episode really, really helps. I think it's great. I don't think she really works in the other story, the A story. Mm-hmm. And so I like that they just made like instead of splitting them up into in pairs like they do a lot of the time. They had her off on her own. And it wasn't like episode uh four, which we'll talk about in a moment, where a Rutherford's separated from everyone but he's not really part of the main of that storyline storyline's really about the captain and this one she got her own storyline and I, I she had some personal growth i really enjoyed i really enjoyed seeing it it was really good but like i said on par with the previous episode which is good because i loved that one too did you have a, an idiot of the episode the, i mean the the ship's counselor i guess uh-huh. no i mean it's I mean, it's um it's definitely the the traitor 
to the Federation. The scientist. Yeah. yeah. Committing treason. Kind of, I- I'm going to go out on a limb here. If you commit treason, you're kind of an idiot. So. Yeah. It's just, oh, what a bold <laughs> statement. <laughs> That's the hill All I'm the Benedict Arnolds on, out there going, ooh, closing the, closing the podcast. Yeah. Oh, no. Unfollowing. <laughs> oh, man. We're so upset about it. Yeah. No, I, no, it's, it, I mean, I mean, he's the idiot. Sure. Yeah. I think it's him. Yeah. No, I, I'm 100% with you. Or the guy who broke his arms. Like, that guy's kind of dumb, too. Like, Billups? No, no, that's not Billups. Was that not Billups? No. Kearns? No, it's not Kearns. I don't know. No, because Billups was on the, the Dove. No, that's, uh, that's, you're mixing up episodes. No, no, no. It's this one. The guy who's, he's, uh, what's his face? Is, um, he's this in guy. the, what guy? This guy? Yeah, that's not Billups. Is that not Billups? No, Billups is in engineering. That's that's like Oh, you're that, right. He is. That's, I don't know that's who right. that I don't remember that guy's name. No, but this is the guy who's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Stevens or something. Yeah, yeah. That might be it. Yeah. He's Ransom's hype man. He's like me that's and right. Ransom that's have right. a special relationship connection thing. Uh, yeah, no, he's kind of dumb because he's it's it's all his fault because he yeah, got Steve Stevens, by. voiced by Ben Rogers. My mistake. Yeah. Sorry, Billups. Yeah, how dare you? I'm I said I'm King. sorry. To, to be named Billups. No, I think it's probably him because it's all his fault. No, I'm going to stick with the traitor, but you do you. But had he not, you know, been a dum-dum, they never would have discovered the, the cave with all the listening devices. Oh, I think Tendi was on the verge of discovering it anyways. May, well, I mean, she doesn't, if, if she never goes back, if she never talks to the doctor, mm-hmm. she never goes back into the room and we never know. So Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. We'll never know. Lots of what, what ifs, but it all worked out in the end. Okay. Episode four, Room for Growth. Mariner, Boimler, and Tendi clash with their arc rivals, Delta Shift. The Cerritos engineers go on mandatory relaxation leave. This episode is rated a 7.8 out of 10. has less than half, almost a third, or just over a third of the ratings as the other two episodes, as this was released yesterday um, as of the time of recording. Um, So it is tied with... Uh, grounded and the least dangerous game. Since we're going back and forth, Christopher, how do you like this one? <laughs> well, I guess this would mean it, it, it would be your turn. I so, did how did you one. like this one? Either? Oh, is it me? I were yeah. all, we're, I think we're out of order. I, okay, I'm going to be honest. Uh, this was my least favorite episode this season. Okay, it wasn't horrible, but there wasn't a lot to. It just kind of happened. Mm-hmm. I didn't care for like like we get to see. Well, for, well, I guess. They start off with a masks reference, which is an underrated episode of TNG. Everyone loves that episode. They just sure. can't admit it to themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Captain Freeman sure. is no data. And apparently this is the third time this has happened to her. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we get the great reference to open up with. Uh, we get the, the trio, the, well, the, the quattro, the, the quartet minus Rutherford going through like parts of the ship we haven't seen before. So that was pretty cool. Like they got to be on the deflector dish. Like that's neat, but why they're there is kind of meh. Like I just don't, I'm just not as invested in it as I am with previous episodes. Okay. That being said, this is probably the most lower deck story we've had so far. This has nothing to do with anything big. There's nothing happening to the ship. No one's in danger. They're trying to compete and cheat to get better quarters which is like a like a very it's a very lower decks mindset. And I guess we haven't had a lot of episodes that are like that. They're almost always it might be lower deck stuff, but they're always like on an away mission or helping do maintenance on the ship or something. And so this one felt the, the stakes were so low as to be like non-existent. 
And so I had trouble caring, if that makes sense. And also like storytelling wise, like they're not going to get, they weren't going to get those cabins. They weren't going to move them away from each other because that's our, like that, that'd be like getting rid of the coffee shop in friends, right? It just doesn't happen. You'd, or you you'd have to get something put, else, I guess, but. You could just put four beds in the one room. Right, which is <laughs> fair. They didn't think of it, neither did I. <laughs> That's fair. So, you know, it's just whatever. And then the whole relaxation um, piece, I did like the uh, the stab at cat lovers. That was great. This is our, this is our puppy room. And for those, we, we we'll forget what, what exactly she said, but we also have a cat room. No judging. <laughs> like, yeah. The little dog with the, the wheel wheelchair, like the hind leg wheelchair, like they can't fix yeah. the little puppy. It's 500 years. They can fix, like, once uh, his face gets his arms cut off and they're just like we'll grow you a new one but the puppy has no like it's crippled i don't know if that's like um like it's crippled i think maybe they like they're in a hologram oh you don't think they're real puppies yeah this we might might be the holodeck they are real puppies at the end they go we need more puppies she goes we're out of puppies like if it was a hologram they could no i think she says we i think she says like we're at the limit oh maybe yeah, maybe. I, well, we even threw a few bunnies in there. You might be right. That's just the yeah. impression I got that they were on, oh, they were sure. on a holodeck. It could so. go either way. Either way, sure. Low stakes, low investment makes for. I think if we're gonna, if we're going to call any episode of Lower Decks a filler episode, here it yeah. is. We just watched it. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Not bad, but definitely my least favorite this season. Definitely in the lower echelon of episodes thus far. It might be my least favorite episode. Of the show. Yeah. I'd have to look at a list. Um, it's, it's just... It's like, competing. It's, it's not, like, bad. There's just nothing special about it. Like, we do get to see, like, the, the parts of the ship that we don't normally get to see, which is really funny. Yeah, which is fun and cool. Well, like, uh, what's the show? Galaxy Quest is a great <laughs> homage to Trek. It's probably the best Star Trek film that's ever been made. Ooh. Final Frontier exists? No, yeah, it's true. I forgot about that one. No, no, but... um. There's a part where they're going through the bowels of the ship and there's like flame and there's these like collapsing platforms trying to crush them. Like, why is it like this? And it's like, well, why would they design it like that? So when they're they're trekking eh, through the, the bowels of the Cerritos, they go like this. Oh, we're right beneath hydroponics. And there's like a, a did you see the skeleton? Yeah, there's a skeleton <laughs> yeah. down there. And they yeah, don't and even. They, they don't even address it. They don't address so, it at all. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's just, it's like, why is it like this? That that was kind of cool. That was kind of fun. But there, nothing tickled me about this episode. I think the funniest part of it was how the engineers just couldn't, like, their idea of relaxing is to just work. Do and something. So, like, yeah. like, that was really fun for me. Yeah. Nothing great. Not bad. Just yeah. my least favorite. I have nothing super negative to say. There's just not enough positives to bring it up. Yeah. Um, I think it's this is the first episode this season where I will agree with IMDb. It's just kind of boring. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't skip it on a rewatch because there's only ten episodes. But if this was a twenty-four episode season of TNG or something, I'd be like, oh, yeah. ah, we don't need to watch this one. This is the most skippable episode, one hundred percent. It's like a uh, in TNG when um you see James Cromwell on the screen, it's like, oh cool, skip this one. This one's <laughs> with the guy that like constantly escapes every. Uh, he's like the super soldier spy guy. Um, you really, and he like, just he just keeps escaping. You know what I'm talking about? But yeah, but doesn't but the problem with that is like James Cromwell, I think, plays more than one character in TNG, doesn't he? Oh, well, I'm specifically talking about the that episode. the hunted episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because but he was in guy. he played a different character 
yeah. three years later. And then he played a different character in First Contact, reprised that character in Enterprise and I guess Lower Decks now. And he was also a different, different character in Deep Space Nine. Yeah. No, I just like that particular yeah. episode. You hate it, it, huh? Well, I don't hate it. It's just boring. Like it's, I don't know. It's just a boring episode to me. It's, I mean, and the guy like breaks the laws of Star Trek when he mm. is able to like destroy the containment beam for the transporter and it doesn't somehow cause a hole and rip a hole in space time. <laughs> right. Well, the rules are there to be, <laughs> their plot devices to be ignored when necessary. Let's be honest. Am I, am I the only one here who cares about the rules? <sighs> Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for the rest of the season. Oh, very, very much so, yes. Is it just me or have I not, did I not notice that there weren't next time on? There are no next time ons, which I okay. appreciate. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want to be okay. even tempted. I think we're good. I think we're cool. good. Before we talk about what's next, idiot of this episode? Eh, I don't, I don't know. I mean. It's Beckett. Is it Beckett? Because it's ultimately her decision to not get the room. Yeah, but the other two also don't think to split the room. So all, all three of them are idiots. Rutherford shows up because I can't, but we could I'll have shared it. one room. We have bunk beds right now with 14 other yeah. people. We could have I'll take it. four. I'll, all three of them. Three of them. All three of them. Everyone and, but and Rutherford. So Rutherford so far is the only not idiot of our main cast. You could say that it's Captain Freeman because she keeps falling for the masks thing. Like, they should really do something about this. Like, yeah, you, you've seen one. <laughs> Yeah. So you shouldn't fall victim to another one. <laughs> fool me once, shame on me. Yeah. Fool me twice, can't get fooled again. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh my gosh. <sighs> come on, come on, Cap. Uh, what are you doing? Oh, I did like the engineer that had the Geordie visor. I will I will say that was pretty cool. I did see the Geordie visor. I thought that was pretty that's, neat. That's pretty nice. I, I enjoyed that, yeah. So the only thing I know that we're getting is we are getting a sequel to the Holodeck movie homage episode from season one. I know we're getting a sequel to that this season because it, it was shown off a little bit during uh, Star Trek Day a week or two ago. I don't want to ask what your predictions are because there's not like an ongoing story to predict, but what would you like to see? Is there a cameo you really want to see? Is there a plot line that you'd like to see come back up or or, or start? Or maybe it's a race, an alien species that we haven't seen yet that you'd like to see you know mentioned. What would you, Christopher, like the most? I'd like more Klingons. Like I, I know we got Martok a little bit, but I, I, I really, I think that episode in, in season one, seeing Beckett interact with those mm-hmm. Klingons, I thought that was a lot of fun. But no, we just uh, we didn't really get any of them so far, and so yeah. I just there's got to be some kind of misunderstanding. There. I think there was a Klingon in the background of an episode. Uh, he was in the background of the episode of the space elevator. Okay, yeah, because he was a traveler that got stuck. Dang it! I said the word. You said the word traveler. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd like to see more Klingons. I'd like to find out because this it, this is in the it's canon. It's in the timeline. Mm-hmm. Is this post destruction of Romulus? No, it's pre destruction of Romulus, post Nemesis. What's the timeline? Like Nemesis is like eighty eight, and this is ninety or eighty nine and ninety ninety one, something and, like that. And when does uh twenty three ninety four? So they got a few. They're a few years shy of that. They're wait a minute. no yeah. twenty three eighty seven is. So... Lower decks time. Can't believe we're Googling this again. The series takes place in 2380s. Yeah, which is one year after Nemesis. Yeah, Nemesis is 2379. 2387 is the Romulan supernova. There yeah. you go. So we got some time. I don't think that's going to happen on this show. For sure. I think they deliberately, if it does, I mean, eh, 
Oh, I was just like, if, if we were forward enough, like, Oh, would... sure. Sure. Definitely be involved in all of that. Yeah. 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 I mean, maybe get some Romulans. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah. So, so any of the big Klingons, Romulans, maybe some Cardassians, yeah. like yeah. the big maybe antagonistic, maybe Pike I don't know. shows up. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's got a green crystal. I don't know what's going on there. With so. time crystals. <laughs> crystals are a, uh, the, the time crystals are the special devices that uh-huh. trigger a chronotic event. I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> and can send the user forward or backwards in time as the universe sees fit. Yeah. Right. Okay. So there, you'd think of it as some sort of trigger in time, a mm-hmm. chronotic trigger. I'm just saying, maybe that's how he shows up here. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a, a chrono trigger of some sort is used. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> oh, I want to play that game now. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, no, I mean, like it, you actually. didn't already. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. As far as my predictions go, or like my wants, um, I would love any main cast member from TNG who hasn't shown up yet. I would love to see a, a Wharf or a Geordi. I don't think we're going to get Picard, and I'm fine with that. Like, let's let's keep him off the list here. We can mention him if we like. Uh, second to that, I would love actual Benjamin Sisko. Like, post-communing with space alien gods, Benjamin Sisko. Like, that would be the dream. But He's the prophet, man. I would be very upset. Like, I, I want that, but I also don't want it in Lower Decks because it, they couldn't just stick with it and make it the storyline because why why would they, you know? But no, a, a War for Geordi. And then uh, second to that, I guess, Benjamin Sisko. The Benjamin Sisko would be my uh, my deepest want. <laughs> right after, you know, Chrono Trigger stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know how you, you're liking season three of Star Trek Lower Decks. If you're enjoying our show, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes or just email us nice things or suggestions for other things to watch. As long as it's straight to stream and vaguely sci-fi, we'll review it. Email, I already said it once, say it again, sci-fiwiseguys at gmail.com. You can also add us on Twitter or Instagram or DM us there at sci-fiwiseguys. We appreciate it. Next week, we will be watching a suggestion. No, wrong suggestion. Wrong. Oh, okay, good. Wrong suggestion. <laughs> so, uh, Ro, oh. uh, of the aforementioned Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast, a Star Wars podcast, which is... Uh, Hey, a lot of fun. Uh, we are one hour and three, four minutes in. We didn't mention it. We kind of mentioned it. No, we didn't. No, I mean, like, I don't, I don't, this doesn't count. This doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was mentioning, uh, no, thing I'm surprised that, we, we made it this far. That which will not be named. Yeah. He recommended, which is a, a <laughs> it's like six S's in a row. Unfortunately, we can't find it to stream anywhere. So we're working on that. So we're going to push that uh, off a little bit. Thanks, Ro. Probably do it closer to uh, the Halloween since it is a, uh, a creature horror flick, uh, and we'll we will be watching Llamageddon. Oh, I'm interested in Llamageddon. A killer llama from outer space crash lands on Earth and begins raining havoc on a group of unsuspecting college partiers. <laughs> that is on Prime Video. If you want to check it out before you listen to the episode, how dost one rain havoc? <laughs> On college partiers? I don't know, man. Slasher films just, have been doing it for 40 years. I, I just want to know, like, ha- like at what point is it Havoc, right? Oh, like, oh, like Havoc, know. Chaos, like Rain Hell. I think K- like Havoc is controlled, but only by one party, mm. right? Like, the Llama is in control, so everyone else is in complete chaos. He's causing Havoc. Widespread destruction, if you didn't know already. Y- yeah. Stay healthy. Stay hydrated. 
and uh, stay away from llamas. They're not good for you. <laughs> At least once from outer space that will rain havoc. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I guess only if you're a college partier is what you really have to worry about. Bye. So no more than 10 minutes of intro, no more than 20 minutes real time per episode. Is that cool? So we can be done with this before the two hour mark. <laughs> I don't think we'll take that long. Well, last time it, well, last time we talked about more episodes and we had a third person, but. Okay. It's up to you, my dude. No, no, no. I just, I just, I got stuff to do. FP faster. Is that, is that tonight? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Rad dad. I mean, you know. You 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 know it's tonight because I've invited you like three times. Hey man, I got a lot of stuff. It's okay. You want to watch Jatro live commentary over FP one two? <laughs> okay. This is, I'll torrent it or something. I don't know. I don't know how the internet works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can torrent a live stream. It's not saved anywhere. <laughs> Could be a lot uh, of fun.